0: Welcome to American Student Radio on WIUX LP Bloomington. I'm your host this week, Hannah Boomershine. This episode is all about first experiences. So welcome first-time listeners as I, your first-time host, share some stories about showing up to a new experience, Uh, whether you're full of excitement, fear, or skepticism about it. Uh, You're going to hear stories from someone who has laced up a pair of ice skates for the first time to a first-time communicator with the dead. I hope you'll enjoy our show. From, blo- from, uh, again,
1: live? Li- what is it? Okay. <clears throat> oh, ready? Should I do it again?
2: From Indiana University in Bloomington.
1: From Indiana University in Bloomington.
2: This is, this is, this is American Student Radio.
1: Real chill, real chill. Aliens, conspiracy, journalism, and lesbians.
0: First up this week, we have a piece by producer Catherine De La Rosa, who went ice skating for the first time. Producers Abby Gibson and Emily Miles tagged along to record it all.
1: Well, we're going to use Google Maps because I use it to go everywhere except for, like, Kroger. Um, What's it called? The Frank Southern Ice Arena. It's on Henderson. We're going to go there. I'm driving, which is another adventure myself. So why did you choose to go ice skating for the first time today? I don't know I just haven't like I've been roller skating once at someone's birthday party at elementary school. How did that go? I was wearing the skates and they were like the (laughs) ones with the four wheels Uh because I was like what eight and I just stood in one place by the wall. So whenever you're doing something for the first time, like you're about to ice skate for the first time, like what expectations do you have and how you're like preparing your body, mind and spirit for this experience? I have done nothing to prepare my body. My spirit is the same. My mind's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm completely sober. So I prepared that much. Like, do you have like some sort of plan? Like, did you like read a wiki how? I, I didn't. I did not. I I did nothing. (laughs) It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, I'm renting, so I'm just... Okay, Uh, wait, how... How are you feeling now that you're in the skates? Um, okay, I tried to get up and put my purse in the locker, and it was, like, it was horrible. It was, like... It was like heels, but like much worse, but also a little better, <laughs> you know? You're about to step onto the ice. Yeah. Uh, are you, you, you wanna go? I'll Be right behind you. Uh, Abby said she's coming back for me, but oh. I don't know where she was. Coming back for you. <laughs> she's coming back for me, like a mom, I don't know. I'm reminded of in Finding Nemo when they joined that highway of, of turtles. Oh, she's coming back. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sliding backwards, is that correct? You're going to be okay. Oh no. Alright, just keep, keep your hand me on me the wall. First. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> How often do people hurt themselves? Very rarely. Like... Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? But, yeah, keep your hand on the wall at first. <laughs> No 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 Frank this is awful. <laughs> this is terrible. Did you have fun just now? <laughs> yeah I did. But this is bad. Okay, so what did you think? Okay, firstly there were kids who were moving with such grace and confidence that made me feel bad, but then there were also children falling on the ice who I was like, holy that, like I don't want children because I think they're uh parasites. And like, what if what if I, me, In my inexperience, I don't know how to stop. Your child's on the ice. I go straight for them, and then it's just innards on the ice. How do you think this experience relates to defensive driving? It's a lot of watching yourself, I think, because uh, I can't account for a group of children that aren't mine, but I can't account for not going crazy in the middle of the ice, away from walls, you know? Do you think, like, your driving anxiety bled over into the ice rink honey? Yes. Yes. Actually, I have anxiety on sidewalks and, like, in hallways. (laughs) And that's a pretty, like, high-stakes environment with the innards. Yeah, I don't know, you fall, and your leg goes a weird way, and then someone's dead. Music provided by Pottington Bear under a Creative Commons license. For American Student Radio, I'm Catherine De La Rosa.
0: Next, we are moving off the ice and into the streets. Last Saturday, January 21st, 2017, I went to the Chicago Women's March, the first major political march I've ever attended. And in the past, I've tended to avoid marches because I get super anxious in crowds. But um, I'm joined here in studio by Kyle Shart, who attended the march with me.
3: Uh, Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Hannah.
0: Oh, yeah, let's uh, take a listen to a little bit of our experience on Mm -hmm. Saturday. Okay, we're at the train station right now, and it's amazing.
3: There's so much camaraderie here and support.
0: Everyone just seems really excited. And it sounds like there are people talking who have never met before, who are sharing their reasons for going. Okay, right now we are walking toward Grant Park. We're and very close. yeah, and the excitement is building.
3: There's just so many people for every block. There's so many people for this movement. Can you hold the sign? Yeah. On? Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. huge.
0: Look at that's all the, the big one. People. I can't because I'm too <laughs> short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really at <Yeah>. they <laughs> Oh wow. they are the guys who created the
1: Ninja Journal. Like I can a Ninja Journal. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Take a picture.
0: Like this in your life. You no,
3: know, this is easily the biggest thing I've ever been a part of and maybe every, ever will be. I mean originally it was supposed to be a couple of streets that were, we were planning to march on and have a destination but when they tried to tell us that we couldn't march everyone just exploded out onto the streets and closed down many many more than than we could handle or Chicago could handle. Well, we can handle this. We're not going to make the 1235 train, I can tell you that. 4G is not even connecting. That's I have no internet.
0: People. I know. Music in that piece was provided by Poddington Bear under Creative Commons license. Okay, let's recap what happened at that march. Uh, So after we arrived in Grant Park at 9.30 a.m. after being on a very crowded bus, Mm -hmm. lots of ladies and pink hats, um, we stood with the crowd and heard some speakers. But after a couple hours, nobody was moving and we were told that we weren't going to march because there were too many people. Um, So what happened after that, would you say?
3: Yeah, well, uh, the organizers came up on the stage and they said, listen, we have some updates. They didn't Explicitly tell the crowd that we couldn't march anymore. What they said was that we were going to rally in place, and I wasn't really quite sure how to decipher that. But uh, I, I feared that meant that they were going to try and tell us that we weren't going to march anymore, which ended up uh, being the case. But the sheer volume of people concentrated in Grant Park that day made it impossible not to block off any streets uh, just because of how many people were exiting at one time. So it was it was really amazing. And of course, everybody came there with one goal, to march. And so I remember reading estimates of anywhere from like twenty two to 75,000 people were expected, but the number by the time we started marching in the streets had grown to, uh, I think NBC said something around Two hundred and fifty thousand people were there, so you had two hundred and fifty thousand people flooding the streets of Chicago, and they many of them
0: ch- just trying to leave yeah to go home, but right. you ended up being in a march
3: yeah um, as soon as you walked out of the park, you were led right onto one of the streets. I think we were on Van Buren, and so we just marched and we kept marching for blocks, and there were a lot of blocks that were closed off by the end and We stayed for quite a few uh, hours after the rally had ended, and there were still people marching in streets. And I think the greatest thing that made this a successful demonstration was that originally the organizers had only planned to close off a couple streets in Chicago for this march. But uh, we ended up closing down a lot more. And so that's what the purpose of protests and marches is for. Um, And I think that was great.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, for me as like a first experience, the biggest takeaway um, for me it was just like how many people were there and that um, I think like a march like this, like, you know, you have to strive for it to be as inclusive as possible um, and even make it a positive experience even in light of what many people thought to be a negative, you know, negative climate right now. Okay, so the final piece that we are going to go to is from producer Matt Bloom as part of his series called Matt Tries Things. This is a story from the archives where Matt takes on a quest to speak to the dead.
2: I don't really know how to explain what you're about to hear, but judge for yourself. This is the tape of me visiting a medium with my friend Joe.
4: So about what my mom said when, because I was like, we're going to see a medium. And I don't, like, I don't know if she's even ever, like, gone to the sidekick before, and but she was like, you have to be, she's like, I know you're probably both just, like, really skeptical, but she's like, the only way it's going to work, and I don't even know what she meant by, like, work. Like, I don't know if she actually believes it, or she's just, like, thinks it's a good, like, therapeutic experience. Like, she's like, we have to, like, you and I have to be open. You have to be open to reaching the other side like that's the only way you're gonna find anything
2: i'm 100 percent open okay well good so, yeah. this is matt tries things a new podcast about well me matt trying new things this week matt tries to talk to the dead check check precursor to this, I'm not a spiritual person at all. Trying to reach the other side is something I've never done, or really even thought about trying until this episode. I was promised by Linda that she could help us reach the other side to communicate with the dead. My friend Joe and I were hugely skeptical about this, so on our way to Indianapolis to talk to her, we were doing the obvious thing. We were making fun of the whole thing. Like, I will pretend that I'm your medium right now, and I will say, Joe, I know you have someone... Who has crossed over to the other side?
4: Yeah, and I'll be like, yeah, I do. Okay, I'm
2: I'm feeling a male figure, okay. male figure in the room.
4: I could, yeah, I could be. Uh, it could be my grandpa.
2: And your grandpa passed away, correct? Yes. Okay, so now see, look, see what I did. Now I know you have your grandpa passed away. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> his name. I think his name started with like a consonant.
4: It did. It started with a consonant. It did! It, his name started with... That's what we used to always say. My grandpa... <laughs> his name started with a consonant.
2: My grandmother and my grandfather on my mom's side died two years ago. They're both the only close family members that I'd potentially be reaching. For a session with Linda, I paid 40 bucks in cash for a 30-minute reading. Far cheaper than any of the other places Joe and I called. But it was enough money to where I felt invested i wanted something out of this i feel i wonder if the um i wonder if the time is super strict like at 30 she'll just stop talking she'll be like okay done even if she's in the middle of some really interesting
4: and then she's done it so many times that she has kind of like a process and it just times out pretty well it's like 30 minutes you know what i mean
2: she starts winding down at twenty, you know, twenty six. She's like, "Okay, any <laughs> last words?" Yeah. <laughs> we pull off the interstate on the south side of Indianapolis. We pass a few gas stations, a Wendy's, and then pull behind an Olive Garden. There, we stake out in an abandoned parking lot. It's in front of a strip mall with about two or three out of business Chinese and Vietnamese restaurants. In the middle, we see the wait, sign a, there, for the wait, Pyramid I I of it. Enlightenment. Turn right There's the tri- South Franklin Road. Then turn left. There's the China Buffet. There's the China Buffet. At this point, it's awesome pretty hard for me to describe exactly what the Pyramid of Enlightenment is. It's not just a place where people come to get their palms read. It's this big event space where you can have parties and virtually any kind of psychic reading you want. There's little rooms in the back, fake plants around the place. Well, here's a list that was on their window. Tell me what you see.
4: I see a sign with a rainbow pyramid. and says Pyramid of Enlightenment. And... There's an open sign, so it is open. And it has much services that it says listed.
2: Psychic readings, services, astrology, clairvoyance, classes, ghost hunting, meditations, numerology, palmistry, past life regressions. Reiki, psychic reading, tarot, weddings. They have everything. And that's when we see the car pull up. Inside are three people. A man and two women. They pull up to the storefront of the Pyramid of Enlightenment. One of the women gets out of the car. It has to be Linda. She's in a big white fur coat. (laughs) There's no way that isn't. Is she going, oh my God, Joe, that has to be her? She hands her bag to an assistant and walks towards the front door. There's an open sign hanging in the window.
4: That's Linda for sure.
2: (laughs) A woman just walked in in a huge white fur coat. (laughs) I'm excited. Walking into the Pyramid of Enlightenment is like accidentally walking into somebody's house you don't know. There was no one at the front door to greet us. There's tables and shelves lining the whole room with books and memorabilia on them. The most overwhelming thing about this place is the hundreds, literally hundreds of dishes of tiny multicolored rocks, all labeled with a weirdly specific power. It's purple. Oh, this is Jasper. Discover your true purpose. Joe runs to go to the bathroom, and I help myself around the shop. Just then, a woman opens the door behind me. It's the same woman who was wearing the big white fur coat. I'm Matt.
5: I'm Linda. Nice
2: to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. My friend Joe's in the bathroom right now.
5: Is he coming in with you? Is that okay? It will mix you up, but it's okay. But it will mix up your reading a bit. I already had two sitting in it earlier, and it will kind of, like, intertwine and crisscross.
2: Intertwine and crisscross? Of course selfishly i wanted to talk to my dead relatives more than joe's but it was fine joe comes back from the bathroom and we decide what to do okay
5: hmm. it's entirely up to you i mean okay. it may not go to you at all i mean it, i don't know
2: yeah don't we
4: both go in there then
2: okay yeah yeah let's both go in you, you and don't that's care okay. if it goes to him no okay, okay.
5: that's entirely up to you yeah that's up to me i got he, he may get uh 95 of it he may that's, get 50 50 that's that's <laughs> yeah that's you okay. may get most <laughs> of yours um, that's fine yeah. okay Go ahead and come in.
2: Oh, okay, cool. We walk into Linda's reading room and sit down on two office chairs that are pulled up to a table with a leopard print tablecloth covering it. The lights are dim, and at this point, I'm not sure how Linda feels about the mic being close to her face, so I'm not holding it too close, and I'll explain what she's about to say if you can't hear it. it She starts by telling us that she doesn't use cards. She just whips out the information as it comes to her. But Linda, also proudly, as she tells us, likes to cuss up a storm. So you might hear a couple awesome. bleeps coming up.
5: I do cuss <laughs> up a storm, so I hope you don't mind. I
2: love that. Does that mean I can?
5: You bet. I'm good. F- F- yes. You okay. can say whatever <laughs> in front of me. I am super, super, super laid back with this. Okay.
2: We sit back in our chairs, and Linda gives us her spiel. So,
5: and and you, you guys are young, so a lot of stuff might come out. That makes no sense to you today, which is good to have a recording for that reason. And uh, because it may make sense in a year or two, I hear it all the time. She
2: pulls out two pieces of notebook paper from a composition notebook, one for me and one for Joe. And she explains that she'll write down the names and things that come to her during the reading.
5: But, But, oh, and names are here, meaning alive, or there, because people from the other side can come through in here too. Joe
2: and I looked at each other. At this point, we knew that we'd come to the right place.
5: There is a mail that passed that's in here, okay? Have either one of you lost either a grandfather? Okay. Mm,
2: According to PsychicReviewOnline.com, mediums are psychics who possess the special ability to talk to and summon the souls of the departed. They are often known as channels and spirit guides, mainly because they assist people in communicating with their dead loved ones and serve as channels in relaying each message. They are different types of mediums today, and they can serve in helping people reach out to the departed. We had no idea what Linda was. We sort of touch on the fact that there's a male presence in the room with us, but that's really the extent of it thus far. Meanwhile, Linda keeps going on about how she'll touch on our careers, our love lives, travel experiences, and that's when the light flickers. Trips and
5: stuff, which is so cool. Okay. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't want to wig you out. I call that, there's nothing wrong with the bulb. Uh Okay. I didn't press a button. My one guy went. (laughs) Yeah. So I call that, I have a little thing. I call that my confirmation flash. When I said, I think it flashed when I said you would be well-traveled you do show a lot of travel in your future. Isn't that something you really want to do? Oh, yeah,
2: for sure. Girl, you know.
5: You're you're very, very lucky. (laughs) You know. You're going to be a freaking lucky man.
2: At this point during the reading, there aren't a whole uh, lot of definitive uh, answers or information from Linda. There's a lot of chit-chat, which is fine. Linda does not stop talking at all. I'm almost afraid to speak up in fear of interrupting her and throwing her off. We kind of move away from the subject of the male presence. That maybe or may not be my grandfather, and get into my love life, which, okay, yeah. of course, starts do you, do you to get complicated.
5: To or, yeah, like. I see you ending up with somebody that's fairly lean, thinner, uh-huh. uh, the longer looking hair. She's got actually really pretty light eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, what did I describe somebody you know?
2: Well, I'm just thinking. So, okay, so, to just to be upfront, I'm gay.
5: Okay, that's okay. But I'm straight. I, Okay, I'm picking up on you then. So so I'm picking up up on your 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 light gal. I'm picking up on your light-haired gal. Okay, let me see what guys you've got on here. (laughs) First name, (laughs) wait a minute, hold the phone. Joe
2: and I's session lasts for a total of 30 minutes. During it, she tells us the future of our relationship statuses, our careers, our travels. But we never quite got to talk to the dead. The closest we got was that there was this weird male presence in the room, and I had absolutely no idea what she meant by that. I never really asked because I was too worried that I'd throw off her psychic mantra or whatever. So Joe and I left and got some Wendy's and recapped the situation. Okay, I felt like at the beginning, I was into it, and and then, like, it just got almost too, like, specific, if that makes sense. Yeah. With me, she, like, the last, like did they go on my Facebook or something and, like, look at that?
4: Okay, and so here's the thing that when she ca- said my name was Joseph, I was like, okay, have I said my name? What, did and I? And she my name was like,
2: was are you, you taking any journalism classes or anything? Okay, like, that's really specific. I, I don't know.
4: Yeah, but you are, like, doing journalism. I'm
2: literally holding a microphone to your face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's real or not. And if I meet a man named Chris or write three books, which are two things Lena told me that I do in the future... I'll be happy, but I know I didn't get to talk to the dead. And if you have a way for me to do that, this is my call out for you. Email me at Aaron Matt Bloom at gmail.com. I'll be happy to chat for American student radio. I'm Matt Bloom.
0: We end our show today with a challenge for all of you listeners to get out there and do something you've never done today. Catch American Student Radio next week, Sunday at noon. Nissa Cruz is hosting a show with the theme Native. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to American Student Radio. We're produced by students from Indiana University in Bloomington. Follow us on Twitter at ASR Voice and like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash American Student Radio. Our theme music is provided by Lunamatic. Check out Lunamatic's music at www.soundcloud.com Lunamatic. That's L-U-N-A-M-A-T-I-C. We'll have new episodes every Sunday on WIUX and streaming on our website at www.americanstudentradio.org.